everyone, and a very warm welcome on today's episode of Coaching in Focus. Uh, I'm your host, Joseph Breck, and on today's episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Helen. A little bit about Helen. So Helen Wheeler, who is soon starting to use her married name of Robinson. Congratulations, Helen, as well. (laughs) Uh, So Helen, you're a personal and professional development coach. You're based in the northwest of England, and you've also completed the Diploma in Integrative Coaching and obtained your ACC. So double congratulations there as well. (laughs) And we are celebrating because last August, Helen founded her coaching business, your coaching business, Destinations Coaching. And Destinations Coaching is really driven by your passion for empowering people. As a coach, you bring in a lot of expertise and wealth of knowledge in relation to supporting people focus authentically on their lives as well. This belief that growth and achievement as human beings really happens when we align those values and aspirations to what we want to do in the different destinations that our lives might take us as well. And we're reflecting back. We're celebrating with you. We also are reflecting back on your first year in your coaching business. So welcome, Helen. How are you feeling? Thank you very much for, for having me, Joseph. I'm feeling excited. Yeah. Great. Me up too. To, to a year um, and it, it's flown by, but yeah, all good. Thank you for spending a bit of time to share your experience from your first year of you know, your coaching business. So maybe let's start from there. What was your motivation for starting a business? Um, and I've asked myself that quite, quite a few times over the years. <laughs> um, I, I guess there were three main reasons that come to mind. I've always had a, a genuine passion for helping people reach their, their full potential. And coaching gives me that platform that the enthusiasm I've got, the, the knowledge I've got, and I, I can put that into practice to really, really help people um, reach their goals and, and with their transformations. That kind mm. of was, that was the first motivation. Secondly, I've got a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. The idea of being able to set my own schedule, um, shape my own business from, from the ground up was something that I, I've played with for, you know, for, for many years. And it, what, what was that going to look like? So starting having my own business, kind of re- really ticked that box and and that that was a, a true motivator and then thirdly I'd worked in the, the public sector and the private sector for over 20 years in in management roles in director roles and the bit that I really loved about the roles was was helping develop people but I wanted to I guess engage in work that had more deeper meaning more was was more purposeful to mm. me um, than, than the roles I'd had and working yeah. with people on a one-to-one basis or or in a group basis really um, allows me to to do that through the coaching. So that I guess they, they yeah they, they were the, the three reasons. I can see your energy as well as you telling me that you know the excitement. I could feel it as well. It's one of the reasons why I started a business that kind of control in a way, in a nice way, over your branding, the creative decisions that you get to make, the type of people you want to work with. It's really nice. It's a good motivator, right? Thinking about some of the challenges, I mean, starting up a business is a complex thing. So what were some of the challenges that you initially faced? The main first challenge was was getting clients, attracting clients, find, mm. finding clients. That that had to be the, the first challenge that I have to admit, I was quite naive about how difficult that was going to be. Mm. I felt I had a, a big network and therefore that I was going to get the clients fr- from that existing pool. So... 
I guess the the way I, I kind of looked at that challenge was to use social media platforms, um, build the website, mm. so ha- have a, a real online presence, doing regular posts, videos that were a little bit out of my comfort zone at the, at the start, and then offering some complimentary, some, some free or, or heavily discounted coaching sessions or group workshops within corporate environments to really showcase what I did so that you know prospective yeah. clients could really see firsthand what I did. I think to to many people coaching is still a little bit of an unknown. And so to spend some time with me directly seeing what coaching was, but also seeing my my style, because every coach is different, that definitely definitely helped to, to get some of those prospective clients. But also when I was offering the free sessions, I also asked those clients to give me testimonials, to give me feedback, trust mm. pilots, things like that. So then I was really yeah. starting to to build that brand awareness um, through through the feedback I was getting. It's a tricky one right at the beginning. It's about wanting to really develop the business, find clients. At the same time, you are exploring your niche, what type of coach you mentioned, your style, you're building all of that. I really like that. I love the idea of kind of coaching sales coaching in a way. Once people get to understand what it is and how it works and how supportive it can be of somebody, then that's when they get the buy-in. Another challenge was moments of self-doubt, uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. At the start, it was so exciting. And, you know, as you said before, choosing your, your brand name, choosing your logo, all these exciting things. But then perhaps you don't get enough sales, you don't get any sales even, or you, you know, you, you spend ages doing some posters and flyers and, and get nothing in return. And, yeah. you know, yeah. another challenge was actually those moments when I thought, gosh, am I doing the right thing? And I think having the right support network around you, being that, um, you know, family and friends or reaching out to to other coaches or the other professionals that really, really helped. And I think what struck me is that coming from the corporate sector, it was a very competitive market where um, you didn't necessarily share best practice. Um, You didn't give away your trade secrets, but actually in the coaching industry, there's plenty of work to go around. There's there's a huge market out there. So it is okay to kind of share the highs and lows with, with other coaches and kind of reach out for help, reach out for support because the you know by and large the industry want to help each other and encourage each other rather than kind of win business from each other mm-hmm. so that was a, a totally mm-hmm. different um experience to other areas of, of my life and sort of the professions i've been in previously but it it did help mm-hmm. when i was feeling like this is this the right right decision yeah so having a network of great people to have around you supportive people is important and you're right, you know, this idea like coaches tend to be like most of us kind of quite abundant in the way that we give back to other people, similar to what you're doing now. You know, you're sharing back some of your reflections over over the last year, supporting other coaches as well. So one of the challenges was about finding clients, a little bit of self-doubt oh, that we all have. Right. I, I also I mean, 10 years, it's our 10 year anniversary. I still have a, like moments of self-doubt after 10 years. And I think, oh, you know, where's the business going? And it's 10 years along the line. So I think part of it, in a way for me, that self-doubt stays. But it's a good thing because if you become too cocky about it, then you become quite complacent as well. You don't innovate. You don't Definitely. change. Yeah. So a little bit of self-doubt, I think, is important. It's humbling, yes. right, for me. 
So I was going to ask then, in terms of credibility, how did you start building that credibility then with businesses, with individuals? Tell us a bit more about the work that you do as well. Um, as you very well know, Joseph, it's it's an unregulated industry. Anybody can tag the word coach onto whatever product or service mm. that they offer. For me, getting an established training and accreditation was was really important. So, you know, the, the ICF is seen internationally to be the, the gold standard of coaching. So I wanted something that was not just aligned with their values, but gave me those accreditations. So, you know, did my research online, getting mm. the right training and, and certification was important and it also makes you then kind of stand out a little bit if you if you you know if people are going to do their yeah. research about which coach to choose people are telling me that actually they want to know that somebody has has had the training has got the qualifications and I, I guess also getting references and testimonials getting getting feedback getting case studies and and sharing those you know that that's another way of, of building that credibility because people want to hear it not not just from me um, they, they want to hear real life experiences, what, what, what worked for other people, what, what didn't work. And having the courage to share it. I think sometimes I feel like I don't want to be see, uh, seen as not only boasting, but just, you know, blowing your own trumpet. You know, that, that, is that, is that the saying? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we, we don't Sorry. kind of naturally go, yay, look, I'm really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it gets, exactly. I find it, it, it got easier, you know, Yes, sharing those those first couple of of testimonials, or or just taking perhaps a one sentence or two sentences, you know, from an email that somebody said. Yeah. Um. Obviously, getting their permission first is is it okay if I share this? And by large, people were like, yeah, absolutely. But then mm-hmm. once I did start to share the case studies or the testimonials, I was getting really good feedback about that, or really really positive comments. So that that helped me be more confident <laughs> in sharing them going forward. It's like reinforcing, right? Um, it's like a reinforcing behavior. And I'm, I'm, I'm also guessing through your strategy of showing people what coaching is also builds your credibility because people see you doing your work, what you're actually offering to those individuals and the organization. How about some of the practical things like managing time, you know, kind of finances. There's a there's a aspect of building a business through finding clients, but also there's the admin aspect how did that work out for you that was the bit that I probably didn't plan for taking as much time as it did so I kind of Mm. look at it now as working on the business and working in the business so working Mm -hmm. in the business is is doing the coaching it's it's working with the clients Mm. but that only happens once I've worked on the business when I've you know done the marketing when I've done the sales when I've I've done the the finance you know budgeting etc I've learned as I went along, but the way I kind of do it now, which which works best for me, is to have blocks of time for doing one or the other. So I know mm-hmm. that, you know, on these days, on these times, I can work in the business and I can have clients book slots in those times. But actually, these times I'm going to be working on the business. And there are always elements right. of working on the business that people don't love. Um, so for me, I, I hate Excel spreadsheets. They hate me as much as I hate them, but actually it's, I'm with you. it's the right thing for me to, to do my finances, to do, to do my budgeting, to do my forecasts, etc. Now, if I don't block out the time, I'll always find an excuse to do something different. Um, so yeah, block, blocking yeah. out the time, 
also prioritizing the, the tasks in as much as actually what's the impact of me doing this to the success of the business and that, and that can change mm. you know one month it might be actually I really need to get some more money and I need to really look at my, my sales and, and how I'm going to market it this month another time and, and actually that that was this was last month actually it was a case of I need to now budget for next do a full budget for next year what, what am I going to look at next year prioritizing and, and blocking out those bits of time yeah really yeah you know what I do as well which has been really helpful I have a a buddy like another business owner and um we tend to meet up for an hour once a week and we in the hour we do the thing that we don't want to do so we kind of there's an accountability yes. measure so things like yeah that spreadsheet work that I don't usually like doing I leave it for the hour because then there's somebody else you don't you, you're doing it with so that kind of helps yes. as well because it's it feels like it's a shared thing this idea about spreadsheets and admin but but it, it is important like it is I think it is key like we can't develop our businesses unless we've got a strong foundation of these administrative tasks and finding ways to embed processes I think once you've or once somebody's established what those tasks are it's important to think about how can some of these be automated yes as well to free up a bit more time to be working actually doing the coaching as well can i check about something you just said now around the business plan is that how you tend to work are you quite structured in terms of your business plan do you let things emerge do you have a strategy i have a strategy whether i keep to it isn't <laughs> um, so so yes I, I i absolutely had a business plan you know before mm -hmm. I, I went live I find with a business plan, there are certain things that you then are forced to think about. So, you know, mm. part of it would be setting your prices. But it, because I was doing the business plan before I was live in the business, if you like, I had the time to then kind of think, right, in terms of setting my prices, let's let's look at what else is out there in, in, in my local market, who's offering similar services, what are they charging, so I, I could start to to set some products, set some prices without the emotional feeling of, oh, I've got to actually now sell this to somebody. I've got to say it. How am I going to feel about pitching it at, at that price, et cetera? So, so doing it as a paper-based exercise without time pressures, without the emotion, really helped me to, to have a strong foundation. It, it also is great to then look, to, ha to have something to look back to and kind of say wow yeah, I forgot I, I forgot I was going to do this um or well actually it didn't it didn't go down that route but that's okay so comparing mm. to you know what, what actually happens three months six months down the line to what I set out to do is useful and then then I can either kind of rein myself back in and say no that is actually where I'm wanting to to focus or actually no I'm, I'm okay the fact that it's it's deviated from whatever that that plan was I love the idea of of doing it, you know, as a paper based activity, but with a bit of distance. It seems that you're not you're involved, but you're also not as kind of engulfed in it that you can't see. You, you can actually take a step back, and uh, I really like the idea. And that's actually a good tip for people who are thinking about starting their new businesses: is to think early on around the plan before you're ready to launch and I mean it, it can be quite a scary thing saying to somebody have you got a business plan but there mm. are so many free templates out there now that 
it can take you through which areas that you would need to do and, and the questions in the business plans and the, the guides that there are, are out there um, would really help somebody you know go go through it step step by step um, so it's it's not as scary not as daunting sounds, as it sounds no. did you know that at become we offer a number of different coach training programs to people just like you if you're new to coaching there is a level one diploma in integrative coaching If you've been coaching for a while, or perhaps you're already an ACC coach, then we have the Advanced Diploma in Integrative Coaching, which leads all the way to the PCC credential by the ICF. We also have a number of CPD programs and certificates, including mentoring and supervision. To find out more, go to tobecome.org or just check the show notes. Are there any other tools or platforms that have helped you or are helping you in your mm. business? So I, I use Zoom quite a lot. That That's kind of my, my mm. preferred platform. Other brands are available. <laughs> I don't know if we're, al- <laughs> if, if we're allowed to, uh, to grab them. Um, you know. uh, Zoom or other <laughs> webinar type. <laughs> yeah, so, so I use oh. Zoom quite a lot. I think when I started out, I expected most of the, the, co- the one-to-one coaching I did to be on a face-to-face basis. But actually using Zoom in the um, the very early stages with, with Become when we were doing some practice coaching and realizing that mm. actually I, I could get just the same results as I, I could sat in a room with somebody as I, as I could over a, a video gave me the confidence to say, no, I'm going to offer these services wider. And, and what that then meant was I had a, a much greater market to be able to, to offer the services to. I've, I've had clients in Canada, two clients in Canada, um, which, mm. you know, there's, there's no way I'd have been able to do that if, if it was only face to face. So, yes, yeah, Zoom's been an important yeah. platform. I've also registered with Bark and with the Life Coach Directory. Mm-hmm. And both of those platforms, from the research I did beforehand, there were very, very mixed messages. For some people, it was successful and, and some people it, it wasn't. But quite often these places have start starter offers either the free or you know free first month reduced rates for the first month so i'd say definitely try the platforms that are out there yeah. you know w- w- whether they're they're right for you with bark i don't know that if that's one you're familiar with but what i find with that one mm-hmm. is pick up the phone and contact people you know as soon as they're mm-hmm. um registering their interest in in some coaching because it's so easy to send a a standard email but if somebody yeah. phones you up when you're in the moment you've just said actually I'm interested in a coach so you've already you're already as a client mm. thinking about what you need and somebody phones you up and and starts talking about what you want as opposed to what they offer then that's that has actually worked for me so that that's been really successful and they can hear you connect with you there's more of a human element to it than an email response yeah great great how did you come up with the pricing structure as well and the products was there also were they in the business plan they were in the business plan <laughs> <laughs> so i mean there's two, two very different answers that i guess there with prices and with products so with prices um mm. as i said earlier you know 
when I was doing the business plan, I looked around at, at other coaches, what, what they were charging and, you know, were, were they actually qualified as well? Because I, I felt if I have a diploma, if I have, you know, an ICF accreditation, then actually I can charge a little bit more than perhaps somebody who, who no. didn't. So I set my prices and was, was quite clear about my prices before I started talking to, to real life mm-hmm. clients about them. And then I had this panic moment that I was too expensive and it, it all kind of went out of the, everything I'd set just went out of the window and I went through a, a, a luckily only a short time, I went through a dip where I'd almost on the phone or, or on the, the screen charge whatever I thought I, I could get away with. And I didn't actually have that much success with people taking up those, those offers but then, in fact, it was it was possibly on a mentoring session with um, Richard from Become. We, we were talking about it. And actually, I realized that this was just about my confidence and I needed to be confident in just saying the same prices. So I went yeah. back to the drawing board, was happy with the original prices I set, and I decided to publish them on my website so that once they were there, then in black and white, I wasn't going to be tempted to kind of just just come out with some figure that felt right on the day. And then the, the more yeah. I started to have this set pricing, actually, the, the easier it, it became. So, yeah, that, that was my journey with pricing. Because I guess people know what the price is. So there isn't an element of selling. You're going to be contacted by individuals who are already aware of your pricing structure mm-hmm. in that case. Go ahead with um, talking about products as well. Yeah, the, the journey with products has, has been quite different. So exactly the same as I was saying with pricing. To start off with, I, I kind of did the research, decided what products I wanted to, to offer and had my heart absolutely set on executive coaching. That was because I'd come from a corporate world um, and it was the executive coaching side that I really wanted to, to push. And, and the, the business plan was all based on executive coaching, one-to-one coaching and, and group coaching. But then what I started to realize is that when you're doing what you class as executive coaching, actually quite often what comes out is well, probably more akin to life coaching. People panicking about mm-hmm. they're having to cook a roast turkey dinner for the family and they've, they've, never, they've never done a roast dinner before. You know, it can be absolutely anything that comes yeah. to mind that's really a blocker for them moving forward or, or you know, with, with their life. Um, I also did some some life coaching, not not sort of more to to get the hours in in the, those very early days actually, and found that I really enjoyed it. Um, I found mm. it really really satisfying, and I know it it should be about the client. It's not not all about me. <laughs> <laughs> there is a little bit about you as well, isn't there? Isn't it? It has well, to be. <laughs> it does have to be to you know to, to keep you going, but. You know, we talked about yeah. motivation earlier and actually it, it is motivating when you see people get those results. You know, that, that kind of transformation that people go through over the, the, the coaching yeah. journey makes you feel that actually it's a, it's really, really worthwhile what, what you're doing. And yes, there is a, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we've got to pay bills, but we're charging people for this. It, it is a business, but actually it's something that I, I, I get real fulfillment out of. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking that what you mentioned around the executive coaching that's why I feel you know sometimes people come onto the diploma saying I really want to focus on career coaching or this and I kind of say see what happens because things will change 
reflecting so on my great. own career yeah i started doing executive coaching and then i moved into career coaching and then i think i called myself personal development coach and uh, because your interests get picked in different areas and ultimately what you're doing is more or less the same you're coaching you're working with somebody absolutely mm. absolutely i mean there are so many and again maybe this is partly because it's unregulated but there are so many um ways people describe themselves as as a coach and actually you know it can be exactly the same style or content almost irrespective of of the type of coach you know whether it's a life coach executive coach personal development coach yeah. leadership coach it's bespoke to that person and, and what that what that client is wanting to achieve or wanting to overcome at that that point in their mm -hmm. lives is achieved through the coaching not necessarily by the title that the coach has got you've said it so well it resonates so much with me when you say that you know coaching is coaching it's not the title that you're giving yourself but what actually happens in that relationship it, it reminds just talking now reminds me the yeah. amount of time and stress i went through deciding what how was i going to describe myself as a coach um and looking around and some people were founder some people were mds of their their coaching organization but actually it really doesn't matter really doesn't so that could be a piece of advice for new business owners who are thinking about embarking on a coaching business now, don't worry so much about your niche it will change and develop focus on your coaching is there anything else is there any other advice as we're reaching the end of our podcast episode that would be helpful i mean we, we've covered so much today um I mean, some of the things that, that I think are really important, and I think you said it, is be open to change. You know, as I said, I was I had my heart set on being an executive coach, and actually I do as much life coaching as, as I do executive coaching now. Um, so, so be open to change. Get and use those testimonials and references, case studies. Hmm. But I, I guess the one real thing is, is actually get the right training and, and get the right accreditation do the research what's right for what you feel is, is right for you because in in the long run if you you know you do have those qualifications you do have those training behind you you know that's that's the first thing that people are going to to see about you it, it's not going to be the coaching itself they're going to have to choose a coach yeah. and if you've got that credibility then I, I think that's really really key yeah yeah and now we're biased as a training provider but it is important to choose content in that in that program that resonates with you that you feel that you can learn from that will help you achieve accreditation that it's it's fully accredited it's not a, a cpd mm. program do your research uh, in terms of the different coaching programs that are out there okay great helen well thank you thank you for spending a bit of time talking about this i really appreciate it i know a lot of our viewers will get a lot from this thank you for having me because it's it been is a, a pleasure you're very welcome you're very welcome and um i wish you even many more years of success as well in your business thank you very much thank you joseph